TCU's all-time winningest coach is now employed by Baylor University, just like we all had it back in 2014. This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Baylor brought to you by FanDuel. Thank you for making it your first listen today and every day. I am your host, Cam Stewart, and no, you were not dreaming. Gary Patterson is actually a coach on Baylor's football staff the winningest coach in the history of TCU football, the coach that brought them out of the dregs, decades of the dregs, brings them to the whack, to the Mountain West, and to the top of the Big 12, and in a serious college football playoff hunt, that guy is now on Dave Aranda's staff at Baylor. I, I can't... I can't believe there are some fans out there that don't think this is a win for the Bears, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. I mean, obviously, the, the track record speaks for itself. Like I mentioned, TCU's all-time winning is coach, Hall of Famer. Um, I thought an interesting stat, which Colt Barber had, who, who broke this news for Sikkim 365, he has had, Gary Patterson has five number one rated total defenses in his career at TCU. Five at TCU, man. I mean, he he ran what was one of the absolute model programs of college football in this century. And I know a lot of it gets kind of put on the back burner, gets poo-pooed a little bit because it was in, you know, the whack in the Mount West. And then he does it in the Big 12. And... For as much as TCU fans talked about how, and, and some Baylor fans too, the game passed him by a little bit by the time he was fired midway through the 2021 season. It, for me, it's kind of yes and no. Uh, I mean, the way that the team was trending was towards mediocrity. Um, they they ended up finish five and, finishing five and seven in that 2021 season. It was kind of a steady decline from... Uh, I'll say 2017 on where they made the, the big 12 championship game. And after that, it just kind of progressively got to where they were just a team battling for bowl contention. Right. So yeah, that, that all of that is true. What's also true is the next year after Gary left, TCU went all the way to the national championship game. Improbably in the college football playoff era, they went to the national championship game. Do you know who recruited all those guys? Do you know who those guys perfected their craft under? It was Gary Patterson. And nothing against Sonny Dykes there, but those were Gary Patterson's guys that were playing in the national championship game and in the college football playoff. That was a Gary team. So, I, I just it, it, it's just such a win-win for me. And he's coming on. As a senior strategic consultant, am I am I getting that right? Senior level strategic consultant. So very similar to his job at UT. Now that makes this kind of even more amazing, right? Is college football coaches very rarely, if ever, go on to coach their their former team's biggest rival. Uh, you can argue Saban did that with LSU Alabama, 
Uh, obviously, Alabama has a bigger rival than than LSU. Um, you know, Spurrier goes on to coach South Carolina, but that's not Florida's biggest rival. Like, this is TCU's biggest rival. And if you don't think it's Baylor, then it's definitely the University of Texas, right? Well, since getting fired from TCU, Gary Patterson has now held positions at both of those programs. And I, I say it's the biggest analyst hire we've ever seen in college football just because of the magnitude in in that rivalry and I mean I mean there was intensity in this rivalry because of this guy because of Gary Patterson obviously it hit that fever pitch in, in the mid 2010s in 13 14 to for sure um those two years that Baylor won the Big 12 championship and there was real animosity there Gary Hated, 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 probably still does, Art Bryles. Like, just could not stand the guy. And it was mutual. And look, I, <laughs> I'd be lying to you if I was like, yeah, I, I, was, I loved Gary Patterson. Always respected him as a coach, for sure, in the program that he built. But there, there was genuine hatred between these two programs because of those two coaches. And, and most of the time during those years, Gary just could not help himself could not help himself uh for saying for saying something bad towards Baylor. The one I remember the most was um there was it, it must have been about 2015 there was TCU football players who were alleged to have beaten up um a student on campus for for his beer, for his Keystone light that he was carrying to a party. And uh Gary had said something to the effect of uh, when he was being grilled about it that Oh, you think it's bad up here? Go check what they're doing 100 miles south. Obviously, pretty eerie and ominous, but he just he wanted so bad to get a jab in at Baylor. You know, ask uh, ask Ryan Stewart about it after the 2014-61-58 game. Like, the guy just hated Baylor, and now here he is. He's not going to be on the field during a game. Probably be up in the booth, if anything. He might not even go to the games based on this job description that they're giving out. Who knows? But we have plenty of pictures of him in Texas Longhorn gear. That first picture, that's not Photoshopped, not doctored. With him in the Baylor gear, that's going to hit different, man. That's that's just, that is going to be awesome. And I just can't wait for it. Um, I, I just think it's a no-doubt hire from from Dave Aranda and looking at his job description a little bit it looks like he's going to be doing some advanced scouting um and I don't know that he'll be necessarily drawing up defensive game plans but that's not out of the realm of possibility if he's the one who's doing the scouting on these other teams and it says he's going to be doing scouting on both sides of the ball and so looking at this from the viewpoint of Dave Aranda being on the hot seat and a lot of people two months ago wanting him to be off the seat entirely. Um, this is, this is a good spot. Like now, I mean, obviously there's great admiration on both sides of that aisle. Uh, Aranda used to bootleg Gary Patterson coaching tapes. And clearly there was a, a respect from, from Gary towards, towards Dave Aranda as well. And, 
it, I, I still think these are two of the best defensive minds in, in college football. And I know a lot of people would push, push back on the Aranda point, but I, I'm going to stick with that. I'm not saying he's on the Mount Rushmore of defensive coaches in, in college football right now, but uh, I mean, we've seen his defensive acumen on the field at Baylor. So not that long ago, and you put them together with a, a young defensive coordinator and Matt Powledge. I think that's a really good combination for Baylor. And so with that, I think I, ha I mean, I have, I, I will commend Dave on, on the hires this year, you know, for someone like Chris Kapilovic, don't know, don't know, got to see that play out, but Keenan Hall, they talked about him being a recruiting specialist, just like they do every other assistant coach that comes in. Well, we've seen it. He's flipping four-star guys, and he's still got a ton of interest from some really good prospects, okay? So we're seeing that. That's tangible now. It's, it's not just Fugazi, you know, that he's this great recruiter. We're seeing it. Jake Spavadol, obviously loved the hire at the time, loved the way he's talking about this offense. He's wanting to implement a lot of talks around that room about that that Brile style offense, you know, that 2013, 2014, 2015 style of offense. And it's getting a lot of kids excited too. So those plus Gary Patterson, you could do a lot worse. I'll say that you could do a lot worse than that. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We are just hours, mere hours away from the biggest betting day of the year. Yes, Super Bowl Sunday coming up in just a few days. And y'all, this is like Christmas for those of you that use FanDuel. And if you're like me, your team's not in it, right? So you're just looking for a good seat on the couch, good snack, and the best prop bets imaginable. Prop bet Christmas coming up this Sunday. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end this season with a W or two or three. Now, not only can you bet on who's going to win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players are going to score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and countless prop bets to go with it. New customers, you join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Let me say that again. Join today, $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So I said before the break, you could do a lot worse than those hires. But to some Baylor fans, and this surprised me yesterday when the news broke, some Baylor fans don't believe that is the case. Um, it, and it is a minority, but there are still fans out there that not only don't like Gary Patterson, but don't like the hire. And those are two different things. To that, I just... Why? Why? Put it down in the comments below, please, because I, I truly am intrigued. I, I get it. Ten years ago, he was public enemy number one. Absolutely. And he he didn't like Baylor. <laughs> he did he did. But like, especially in the context of where Baylor football is right now, why don't you want the best people in the door and in Dave Aranda's ear? You know, I, there's a lot of people who were in the comments of of my videos and on the posts on Facebook and Twitter who were saying they wanted Dave Aranda fired. Okay, that's understandable. It's three losing seasons in four years. Okay. And then a lot of those same people are 
saying, well, you can't hire Gary Patterson, Gary Fatterson. Like, what? So so you, you want the coach to be fired. And then when he's retained, which we can't control, he goes and hires a Hall of Fame coach, one of the best coaches of my lifetime. And that's not good enough either. Well, then what is it? You don't like him because he's sweaty? Because because 10 years ago, he, he didn't like Baylor or, or he didn't like Art Bryles? I mean, a lot of people don't like Art Bryles now. Like, I, I just, I can't fault him for that. I, I can't. And like, if, if, put it the other way. Art Bryles definitely did, but let's say Dave Aranda hates TCU. We can't get on him for that. We want that. TCU fans wanted Gary Patterson to hate Baylor, and he bought into it. And by the way, that's something that really helped his team and his program and something that really helped this rivalry take the national stage. So if you can't get over that after a 3-9 and nine season to have a Hall of Fame coach in, in Dave Aranda's ear, I don't know what to say. You're not going to be happy with anything because they're not bringing Nick Saban in here. Like, they're not bringing in Bill Belichick. Uh, I, this is as good an analyst hire as Baylor could possibly feasibly have. You just got it. And it is the minority. I, I did see a lot of people who are on board with this and a lot of people with mixed emotions. If, you know, being a Baylor fan in the heat of that moment, sure, I get that. I get that. And shout out to that statue. Shout out to the statue of Gary Patterson on TCU's campus, which yesterday had a Baylor hat and Baylor shirt on. Just fantastic. Just fantastic. Uh, I believe it was Josh Carson who did that. And um, the, the TCU campus police uh, had had a bit of humor with it at least. Um, but, but that is, that is great. That is great. I mean, just think about that. <laughs> One of Baylor's coaches has a statue at TCU. <laughs> the old timers used to hold over OU that Daryl K. Royal was an OU alum and made Texas an absolute powerhouse again. Um, that that's kind of what it's that's what it reminds me of. Uh the uh, Baylor coach who was working under Dave Aranda, who was getting paid by Baylor University, has a statue at TCU. That's incredible. And there are TCU fans. You think you think Baylor fans handled this weirdly. I know I said that. TCU fans are losing their mind. They're losing their mind over this. And I kind of get it. What I would say to TCU fans is, he's not the defensive coordinator. He's a senior strategic analyst. But they've now had to watch him go to Texas and wear those colors. And this year, there's going to be real photographs when TCU comes to Waco on November 2nd or whatever it is of Gary Patterson and Baylor gear. League, <laughs> I love that, man. I love that. Oh, and there was a great tweet out there yesterday uh, talking about uh, TCU in the last two, not even two and a half years. It was from Dean Straka. And he says, since Halloween 2021, TCU fired a coach with an on-campus statue. That's Gary Patterson, by the way, if you didn't know. And then TCU hires SMU's coach. So I said earlier, 
if if you don't think Baylor's their biggest rival, it's probably Texas. SMU is right up there too. Uh, obviously, very similar schools, not similar football programs, but close by battling for that DFW and it's Dallas versus Fort Worth and it's the battle for the iron skill. It is a good rivalry. It really is. So there's a lot of hatred there too. Well, they hired SMU's coach, okay? And then the last three seasons, TCU five and seven, national runner-up, and then five and seven again. And they hired our Bryle son before last season and then, oh, yeah, that coach with the on-campus statue has worked for Texas and Baylor. Oh, oh, it's just perfect. It is perfect. If I had told you in 2014 or even, shoot, even 2020 or 2021 that, hey, a couple years from now, a Bryles is going to be on the staff at TCU and Gary Patterson is going to be on the staff at Baylor. You'd laugh me out of the room, and I can't blame you for that. And now it's a reality. <laughs> I just, I, I still can't believe it. I still can't believe it. Um, and this seems to be a Dave Aranda decision. It's not one, at least what it appears about on paper, that this was like a an AD saying, hey, we have a chance at this guy. He is going to be on your staff, which is entirely possible with a coach on the hot seat and one that the AD is kind of hitching his wagon to, but that doesn't seem to be the case. Again, there's great admiration from both sides of the aisle. And I would love to hear what that phone call was like for Dave Aranda to get Gary on board because it, I know he went at UT, he was at UT in 2022, but that had to take some convincing. And we heard earlier this year that he was, uh, when wanting to get back into coaching, said that on the Matt Mosley show on ESPN Central Texas, weekdays 3 to 6 Central Time. You can hear me on that. Um, and also that he was in the running and not really a finalist, but in the running for that Houston job before it went to Willie Fritz. So obviously he wants to get back into coaching, but Baylor? Really? I've got to hear that Dave phone call. I've got to hear what riddles he was talking about, what children's story he was referencing to get Gary Patterson on board to come to Baylor. I mean, that is just, that is fantastic. It's just fantastic. And I talked about it in, in yesterday's show. Baylor is three and nine until next August, right? Like, there's nothing for them that they could do to prove on the field between now and August. But they can have wins off the field. And even the most pessimistic Baylor fan, whether, whether you think it matters or not, you have to admit they have been winning off the field. Okay? I thought they got the best OC hire that, that was within reason uh, in Jake Spavadol. They hire a guy who's clearly a really good recruiter. And with that, you are starting to see guys in the 2024 class come on, three and four star guys, and they are building a great base for the 2025 class, even with the record of three and nine. And now they bring in a Hall of Famer as an analyst. I, like, it doesn't get much better than that. You know, for as much as I've been critical of, of Dave Aranda, and I don't think that's unreasonable. He's made all the right moves since being retained. All the right moves. I really couldn't have asked for much better. Maybe Malik Murphy coming in? Maybe, sure. Okay, fine. But, like, all the rest have been just spot on. 
And for better or for worse, all his players want to stay. And now he's bringing in what looks to be an even better coaching staff. And he's a guy that's coaching for his job, obviously. But I think he's got a great surrounding cast now, both for coaches and to some degree the players. Some of the players that he's brought in at positions of need, I really can't complain about. Now, there is there has been the scenario playing out in my head since we heard this news. There is a world where Dave Aranda gets fired in the middle of next season. That's still possible. We we know it's kind of borrowed time to some extent. Would I put my money on it? Probably not, just because I think Baylor will wait till the end of a year. But there is that possibility. Even, even Gary Patterson got fired midway through a season at TCU. So if that comes to fruition, there's a really good chance your interim head coach at Baylor University, so we'll have head coach Baylor on the Wikipedia page, we'll have a record, is Gary Patterson. He's got the most experience of anyone there. Could also be Jake Spavadol, who's been a head coach before, and that's something they were looking for in their OC search. But as much as it, as likely as it could be Jake Spavadol, it's that likely as well that it could be Gary Patterson. Which, what, what a day that is. Imagine if he's canned in the middle of October. I hope that doesn't happen, because if it doesn't, that means we're on a good track. And Gary Patterson coaches against TCU. I don't know if he can bring himself to do it, but boy, that would be fun. That would be fun. Anyway, I had to rework this show. I actually recorded beforehand, and then this news dropped. So I'm going to use the the last segment about uh, this Kansas basketball preview because it still makes sense. Baylor goes to Allen tomorrow, and there are ways that they can get after a win. Let me know what you think about this Gary Patterson hire down in the comments below, and then let me know what you think about the Kansas preview as well. Be sure to like and subscribe. Tell your friends. We'll be back with the Kansas basketball preview after this. So Kansas, good, good basketball team. Preseason number one. They're not there now. They're still in the top 10. But they might need to beat Baylor tomorrow to stay in the top 10 because they lost to unranked Kansas State up at the Octagon of Doom on Monday night. A second year in a row they've lost up in Manhattan. Uh, rivalry game, big Monday. Letdown for Kansas. But they get an extra day of rest before Baylor. And they get to play Baylor at home, uh, where they almost never lose for a multitude of different reasons. But I'm going to say the biggest one is they're usually a really good basketball team. And it's the day before the Chiefs play in the Super Bowl. So if you, if you needed some extra juice in that building, it's there. Although, the first Super Bowl that Patrick Mahomes won came just a few weeks after Baylor knocked off Kansas in Lawrence, the only time the Bears have ever won at Fog Allen Fieldhouse. The only time. That was an awesome game. Ended a game on a 12 nothing run, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that was in January of 2020. Heck of a basketball team. But since then, they've lost three in a row at, at Allen, and each, if I'm not mistaken, have been by 15 points or more. Last year, they had that big lead in the first half. The shooting petered out. They lost big. Uh, 22, I think they lost by like 20 points. Um, Scott Drew was as close to calling it as an embarrassment as he's ever been in that game. And 
2021, they lost there because they were coming off that three-week COVID stretch. I think they lost by like 17 in that game. It's one of only two times that Kansas has been an underdog at home in the Bill Self era. The other was last weekend against Houston, a game they won comfortably against what I think is the best team in the conference. So yes, Kansas is still good. That doesn't mean Baylor can't beat them, but it's going to be really really, really tough. Now, a big advantage that Baylor has, especially if Langston Love is able to play, is, which we will find out today, um, is the bench. Baylor's bench is better and deeper than Kansas. Kansas's starters, they average, the, the team averages 78 points per game. Their starters score 67 of those on average. That's 84% of their offense comes from the starters. That's a lot. That is a lot, and that's that's something that's been an Achilles heel for them this season, although they have had some major help in that category the last few games, and that's the, by the fellow, uh, the fellow by the name of Johnny Furphy, okay? Eight points a game. What, Cam? This is the X factor? Yes, eight points a game over the season, but he's become that fifth guy in the starting lineup and has started to give them a lot more quality minutes. 35 plus minutes a game in four of the last five for a guy that most of you have not heard of and Johnny Furphy. And he steps up in the big games against Houston last weekend, 17 points. He shows up for the big games. This is going to be college game day. This is going to be, you know, number 13 Baylor. I was going to say a team that could get in the top 10 if they win this game, but that's a big ask. Um, So the lights are going to be bright for this game at Fog Allen Fieldhouse. And that's where Johnny Furphy really plays well. And Kansas is in the middle of the pack in the conference in a lot of categories, offensively and defensively, but they're the best defensive rebounding team in the conference. Okay. They've got a ton of height. Um, Four of their five starters are six, seven or taller. So, Long arms can get into passing lanes. Absolutely. And while they're kind of middle of the pack in a lot of those offensive stats, they're number one in the entire country in assists. So they move the ball around quite a bit um, and will get teams out of position in a man-to-man defense. So uh, watch out for that. Um, They do like to run a lot, specifically Hunter Dickinson, who is just a casual 19 and 11 a game. That's fantastic. 19 it's 11 rebounds. Um, and he loves to start fast breaks. Um, it's, it's the Bill Russell mentality, not, not a Bill Russell career, but Bill Russell mentality of I've got a rebound in a way. I'm the last defender, but I'm the first attacker. That's they call that total football in Holland. Okay. Uh, in soccer, the goalkeeper is the last defender, but the first attacker. And they love starting the fast break. They love running up and down the court on you. And and they'll do that all night, even with not a great depth. Now, one thing that I have noticed and I've seen from scouting reports mostly, but I have noticed this in watching their games this year. I've watched quite a few Kansas games is they're not great against the pick and roll. And I, I'm watching it. I'm watching it on on Monday against Kansas State. And I'm like, they still haven't made a ton of adjustments to that. Even with the length they have, they're they're not terrific on the pick and roll. And I just talked about it in the last segment. Eve Misi and Ray J. Dennis can carve teams apart on the pick and roll. 
And in fact, uh, this isn't normally a trend. It's just kind of a weird coincidence for Kansas. In 2020, when Baylor won there, uh, Freddie Gillespie had a real nice game. They ran a lot of pick-and-roll lobs, and there's obviously that famous one that's coming off an out-of-bounds play that's still on the on the pregame hype video. So watch out for that. I talked about last week Iowa State wasn't good at defending the weak side closeout. Baylor really exposed that. They shot the ball well that day. Um so that was one thing. So let's see if they can get after this pick and roll a little bit. But obviously, Hunter Dickinson leads the way for them. 19 points and 11 boards. Uh, Kevin McCullough, our old friend, who's in his second year at Kansas, for, former Tech Red Raider, 19 and 6. And Dewan Harris is the one dishing it out. Seven points and seven assists a game. So um, really good starting lineup. Probably the best starting lineup in the Big 12. Which, Big 12's weird. I think can't. I think Houston's the best team. I think Kansas has the best starting lineup. I think Baylor has the best depth. It's it's a weird league. Um, but those were the three that we talked about at the beginning of the season as the front runners in this conference. And there's been bumps in the road, but for the most part, those three are still there and still the ones. I, I, I still like Tech. I still like Iowa State. TCU is making it tough on everyone. But it's still those three that should be a cut above the rest. I don't know if they will be at the end of the season, but absolutely should be. And it's going to be a fantastic game. Um, I'm trying not to let the officiating get in my head before the game even starts because that's where Kansas beats you right there. Not not even just the officiating down the stretch, but the way you think about it before that game and the way the players think about it and the way the coaches think about it. It's going to be a great atmosphere. There will be tens of Baylor fans in there. And uh, it, it's going to be a great environment for college basketball. And I can't wait for it. I always love being on college game day, even if you can't be in the arena for it. So a lot of eyes, then the nation will turn its eyes to the Baylor Bears and the Kansas Jayhawks tomorrow at Allen Fieldhouse. Let me know what you think about this game. Score predictions, where you think Baylor can get at Kansas or where you think Kansas is just going to dominate Baylor. Leave that down in the comments below. Be sure to like and subscribe. Tell your friends. We will be back before you know it. Thank you for making it your first listen today and every day. That listen being locked on Baylor.